Hello, hello. We are switching things up a little bit on the podcast for the month of February. I'm calling it our back to basics. And why am I calling it this? Because (laughs) we, a few months ago, we switched over our podcast to a new platform. And somehow in the transition, we lost our first seven podcast episodes. They're nowhere to be found. And I don't know where they went. I don't know what happened. So what we're going to do is we picked our favorite four episodes from the very beginning of the podcast, the very start, the basics, right? What is intuitive eating? Um, What if I'm desperate for weight loss? All these things that are coming out the month of February, we are going to re-air them and make sure that they find a home again on the podcast for the month of February. So if you are new here, you will get some back to basics episodes. And if you're not new here and you've already listened to them, I think you will still find so much value in going back. It's probably likely that it's been a while since you've listened to those episodes since it's been two plus years since they aired. So I hope that you can enjoy this month of February going back to the basics and really connecting, um, connecting with your body, connecting um, with with your ability to listen to the needs of your own body. And I hope these episodes really help you do that. So I'm excited for you to listen. Um, Because we're going to be re-airing these, I'm just going to share a couple opportunities um, if you would like to receive some support in your health, wellness, weight loss pursuits, and you're struggling staying consistent, you're struggling with your relationship with food, you would consider yourself a yo-yo dieter or um, an emotional eater, or you are just really frustrated that you're not consistent with your habits and you're not showing up in the way that you want to, I want to give you an opportunity to work with me um, and potentially several other women in your shoes. So I have a couple opportunities I want to share with you and you can reach out if you have questions um, or anything like that on email or Instagram or anything there. But we first have, if you are looking to join a community of women who are working together on being consistent with their goals, showing up for their their vision and who they want to become as a woman of wellness, making peace with food, making peace with their bodies, setting goals, creating habits that they're sticking with, and doing it with ongoing coaching from me as your coach in a group setting, we have our Women's Wellness Academy coaching membership program. This is a coaching membership program for the woman who wants support in her goals. She wants to really find find and live that vision of the woman of wellness that she wants to become and be consistent with her and stop binging and restricting and stop the all or nothing and stop the perfection and all of the above. So if you'd like to join us, we've got some amazing coaching calls coming in the month of February and beyond. If you would like to join us or if you have questions about it, you can go to awomanofwellness.com forward slash academy 
or you can look in the show notes. And then the second opportunity you have is if you are looking for someone to work one-on-one with. So similar goals, similar things. If you struggle with all of those things that I shared, relationship with food, your body, dieting, um, inconsistency with goals, lack of weight loss results or results that you want to have and you want to work with one-on-one with a coach, I currently have two open spots for one-on-one coaching um, for quarter one. So if that's of interest to you, you can also learn more at awomanofwellness.com forward slash coaching. And if that's something that interests you, we can hop on a call and talk about your goals and create um, what it, what coaching would look like for you and, and make that decision if it's the best fit for you. So anyway, thank you for letting me share those things. I always feel like I want you to know that you have the support that you need. You know that every Tuesday the podcast is released and that's um, free support for you. And then if you want to go deeper, we have those options as well. So thank you so much for being here. If you've been here since day one, thank you for being here. If this is your first episode, thank you for being here or anywhere in between. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful that I get to um, be part of your journey. And I'm, I'm appreciative when you share um, your thoughts and you ask questions. And um, I'm here. I'm here to support you in, in that journey to becoming the woman of wellness. So thank you for being here today. And I am really excited for these February special back to the basics episodes. And then we'll be back to our normal quote programming in March. Welcome to the woman of wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Let's talk about why emotional eating is actually good for you. Okay, I know that this is a funny title for an episode, but as you will hear in this episode, I truly believe that emotional eating can be a good sign in your life. Let's talk about it. The first thing that we need to do is to define emotional eating. Have you ever thought about it? Do you know what emotional eating is? The scientific definition is emotional eating is eating when you're not biologically hungry. So anytime that you're eating when your body's not telling you it's hungry or full or anything like that, if you're eating for comfort, if you're eating for enjoyment, 
That is the technical definition of emotional eating. So the next thing that we need to do is to discuss the two kinds of emotional eating. We have one as harmful emotional eating and two as helpful emotional eating. So I bet if you started this episode, you've probably always been in the mindset that emotional eating is bad. I always turn to food to deal with my emotions. But I want to bring light to what I call helpful emotional eating or good emotional eating. What if your neighbor brings over a plate of cookies to have a conversation with you and you sit down with her and you enjoy a cookie even though you just ate lunch or whatever, you're not biologically hungry, but you guys sit down around cookies and eat and enjoy and have a really good experience together. Would you consider that harmful or helpful? Good or bad, I guess. A good experience. You ate when you weren't biologically hungry, but it led to a happy experience, a happy outcome, a happy memory. What about times that you go out to celebrate um, someone graduating or a celebration of some sort and you eat a bite of cake, even if you just ate dinner? You get to create those experiences and a lot of experiences are created around food and they can be happy. We can create happy experiences. Do you have a particular soup or bread or dessert that reminds you of your grandmother, reminds you of a dear friend? Do you have times when you get together with your friends and it's centered around a meal or drinks together or something? These are good things. Food creates, helps bring us together, create happy memories. It can. And we can look at it as good. We can see these opportunities as good. We need to now talk about harmful emotional eating. What does that look like? Harmful emotional eating is eating when you're not biologically hungry to deal with an emotion. And it usually leads to a negative outcome. That's how we know if it's harming us, is that it leads to guilt, frustration, anger, failure, anything like that. When we use food to deal with an emotion in our life and then we have a negative outcome from it, it doesn't make us feel better. It doesn't help fix the emotion. It doesn't bring happy emotions. That's what I call harmful emotional eating. And that's probably what most of you put with emotional eating. When you think about emotional eating, that's the connection that you make. So here is what I truly believe. Harmful emotional eating is a gift. Why? How could we possibly say that harmful emotional eating is a gift? Here's why. Because it's a signal. It tells our body that something is up. Some need is not being met in our body. I like to talk about our intuitive eating journey as a science experiment, right? We're the scientist and we're constantly learning how our body works and what makes us feel our best. And this is no different. You are engaging in emotional eating because your body is trying to tell you something. And a lot of times we don't listen to it. We just say, oh, I'm an emotional eater. I struggle with this or whatever, and we, we don't see it as an opportunity. So why would I say that harmful emotional eating is a gift? 
I want you to think back to maybe one of your biggest failures in life or anything that you've struggled with versus maybe a big win. Which one of those taught you the most lessons? I would argue that for most of you, the biggest failure taught you the most lessons that you could move forward with. So what do we do with this, quote, gift of harmful emotional eating, or I just say emotional eating, when it honestly just feels like a burden in our life or something that we can't control? Each time you turn to food and don't feel better after, this signals a harmful emotional eating episode. So your feelings of frustration or guilt come up, right? I want you to go back and ask yourself what emotion you were experiencing in the moment. So we want to look at this emotional eating episode as an opportunity to learn to listen to our bodies. And we talk all about intuitive eating around here. And this is a great opportunity for you to start listening to your body, to start going inside, to start being intuitive. And this is what will help you do it. And so emotional eating can be this gift, this opportunity, if maybe that's what we'd call it. An opportunity to recognize that something's off in our body, some need is not being met, and an opportunity to find out what it is to give our body what it needs. So each time you turn to food and you don't feel better after, go back and ask yourself what emotion you were experiencing in that moment. What were you experiencing? What did it feel like? What were your, quote, symptoms? And yes, I'm doing this a little bit backwards because usually we are proactive, right? Normally we are trying to look at our emotions and deal with them and figure it out before we have the emotional eating episode. But I want to do it a little bit backwards because I really think it helps teach you something because I really believe that we learn best from some of our worst outcomes. So when you have that emotional eating episode, Just go back, go back and dig, dig a little bit deeper and say, okay, what was I feeling? What was I feeling when I went for the chips? Was it stress? Was it fatigue? Was it anger? So asking yourself that question. And then the next time that you feel that symptom, I want you to pick one thing that will help you experience the opposite of that symptom. Let me say that again. And then I'm going to give you an example. The next time you feel the same symptom that led you to emotionally eat before, pick one thing that will help you experience the opposite emotion of that symptom. Here's an example. Let's say I got home after work and it was a really long day and I didn't really have a lot of time to take care of myself or really eat a lot of good dinner or, or whatever it was. But I just felt really stressed. Bedtime was stressful. The evening was stressful. And I sat on the couch after everyone was in bed and grabbed the ice cream or the chips or whatever. And I sat on the couch and I just like ate it and it, and it just, I just ate it and I overate and I felt guilty and I just felt gross afterwards. And I was like, why did I do that again? I always do this. This is so frustrating. I always 
grab something after dinner. I always overeat in the evenings. Like that's my struggle, whatever. Like any of those, those experiences that you're feeling, they're valid and we want to listen to them. And so this would signify a harmful emotional eating episode, right? After you did it, you were feeling frustrated or you were feeling guilty. So let's take it back a step. What emotion were you experiencing that led you to eat the food? In this case, it was stress. You felt like the day was so stressful and the way that you were dealing with it was to use food as a comfort or as a calming agent. But it didn't work, right? You didn't feel necessarily better, maybe for a moment or maybe in the moment. But when we think about long term and when we think about like feeling better going to bed that night, did you really feel calm? Did you really deal with the stress? Probably not. So instead, let's take a minute and look, okay, that was a stressful experience for me. That was, I was stressed out. I had a really rough day because X, Y, Z. What caused that stress? Where did it come from? You know what? It was a really long day at work. Now, in order to feel the opposite, what would the opposite of that emotion be? Calm, right? So we turned to food to help us feel calm, but it didn't actually work. And so now I want you to take a minute to think, okay, what makes me feel calm that isn't food? Do I like reading books? Do I like taking a bath? Do I like going on a walk? Do I like talking to a friend? Do I like journaling? What helps you feel calm that is not food? So now you have a perfect tool for the next time you feel stress and want to turn to food. You can go back and say, okay, I recognize that the last time I did this, it didn't really feel that great. It didn't, it didn't really feel like, you know, I didn't really solve the stress problem. I had it the next day or whatever, or, you know, stress is a big thing in my life. Okay. I recognize that the food did not serve me in the way that I wanted to. So what is one thing that I can do to experience calm tonight that is not food? And try it. And see if it helps calm those symptoms, calm those emotions. And then you can just see, does food even sound good to you? Maybe you ask yourself, am I still biologically hungry? Maybe I didn't eat enough food and I need to eat something that will fuel my body. Or maybe you say, you know what? The calm did not come in the way of the food, but I can find another way. I'm going to go sit and journal and then I'm going to reevaluate then. There are no right or wrong answers, but it's an opportunity to become more in tune with our bodies, more in tune with the signal that our body is saying, you are experiencing stress and you need to do something about it. And so many times we ignore or numb our emotions with food. And I'm calling us all out, myself included, that we are missing opportunities to listen to and care for our bodies when we use food to deal with, distract from, or numb our emotions. If you need help with emotional eating, because I know this is a big one. I know I just dropped a big, (laughs) a lot of stuff onto you and a lot of stuff to practice and it might take some time to 
you know, learn about your body and what to give it. If you need help in this emotional eating arena, I have a free course just for you. I created it just for you to help you work through on a deeper level, a lot of what we just talked about. So I will link it up in the show notes. It's called Overcome Emotional Eating. It's a free five-day email course. So it just comes directly to your email with a workbook that you work through and super, super helpful. It's a fan favorite around here. And so many women have found so much relief in something that was such a big struggle for them with emotional eating. I know emotional eating is the number one struggle that women share with me that is basically their top struggle with their relationship with food. So this is going to go help you. Click um, on the links below and it will be in the show notes. And let's just move forward. Let's shift our mindset to see emotional eating as a gift, as an opportunity to become more in tune with your body. Because what could you do if you were more in tune with your body? How could you reach that potential of the woman of wellness that you want to become if you knew how to listen to and honor your body's needs. And that's what we're here to do. That's what this whole podcast, that's what I'm here to teach you and help us grow into that potential of what we want to become as a woman of wellness. So thank you for being here. Go snag that free course and I will be back with another episode next week. Okay, my friend. If you love the Woman of Wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review? This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely.